Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Got a radio show because God in the blessing business. Got a radio show because God is in the forgiving business. Got a radio show because God will let you turn your life around business. Got a radio show because God know better than you know. Yeah, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Didn't see it coming, but he did. I'm going to share with you today. Um a principle of success. Um, you know, it's it's important that we get our lives together. It, I mean, it really, really is. You know, the hereafter is exactly what it says, is the hereafter. And hopefully for the majority of us, it's quite a ways off. So what about how you live in today? How about now? You know, I often talk to talk in the morning about your relationship with God, that can never change. That is at the forefront and the, and the, and the, the, um, the best thought process that I can give you. And I know who I'm talking to on the radio. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people, man, um, who out there just not sure. And I'm talking to a lot of people out there, man, that's trying to pull it together. In other words, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people like myself. Um, there is a principle of success that is out there that if more people understood one of the ba- this is just one of one of the basic principles of success you would have more success in your life and that principle is this the more people you help become successful the more successful you become well the more people you help become successful the more successful you become because you are are practicing 
helping your and, and as you do unto others, then it's done unto you. You know, um, you 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 build relationships when you do that. People forget in success there has to be relationships. There is no one person in this world who is just successful all on their own. You are successful, and successful people form relationships. And you've got to really coddle these relationships. You've got to nurture these relationships. They don't just happen. You don't just get cool with people just because you cool. No, you've got to do some cool things to these people and for these people, for these people to be cool with you when you need some cool. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but that's the best way I can tell it to you. I'm just regular. You know, I'm j- I just speak like that. This, this is an important principle to put into your life. The more people you help become successful, the more successful you become. You can, look, you have to say to people, hey, look, I've done that. This is what you got to do. You got to take some time out to share. You have to share information, experiences, thoughts. You got to take a minute, man, to uplift somebody. Give them some encouragement. Hey, man, you can do it. Don't give up. You have no idea. You, you, you right now, you have no idea how significant you are to someone else. How your words of encouragement could be the difference maker today. I'm talking about it's a person looking at you that you don't even really know, know you, or you don't really know them, and you see them struggling with something, just say, hey, you know what? I've been watching you from afar. You're going to be all right, man. I see something in you. Keep doing the right thing, man. You're going to be all right. I had a meeting uh, with a young man for the first time, and this young man came into my office. I never met him. Um, he has an internet service, which anybody can teach me something about the internet because I know little to close to nothing. He was 27 years old, and he was amazingly bright at this. And I guess, you know, that it's not that hard to impress me, but the 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 fluid speech pattern that he had about this very, very difficult subject. He was tossing around the terms I had heard, but he was actually putting them in sentences where it made sense to me. It's very fluid, very, very sure of himself when he was talking about this little thing. Young dude, 27 years old. And when he got through, uh, the woman that had introduced me to him, I was leaving my office and she was gonna escort him out. And I turned around and I said, young man, I said, what, what, what size pants are you? And I guessed it because I've been dressing for a long. I've been all them sizes. And I, I said, you bought a 30 waist? He said, yes, sir. I said, what size shoe you wear? He said, nine and a half. I said, what size shirt is that? A medium or large? He said, I really like extra large. I said, well, that's too big for you. You just want to look blousy and baggy. And so uh, I was talking to him, and I said, man, I'm going to help you out. I said, man, because let me tell you something. You a sharp young dude, man. You are razor sharp. I said, you've really, really impressed me today. I said, and you know what, young brother? I said, you're going to make a lot of money one day, man. I said, but I want you to get your image up. I want you to, I want you to look at how you dress because you're coming into professional people's office and you're talking about doing something for them and it, and it takes money to make it happen. I got to give you money to make this happen. What you cannot afford to do is look like you need every dime of this money. See, you, 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 when you go in there and you talking about 
money with another person. The person that's going to give you this money cannot, it can't look like you need every dime of this money. You know, so you got to start presenting yourself. And I, that's all I just said to him. I just said, man, but you know what? You're sharp. You're going to make yourself some money. I'm going to help you out a little bit. I walked out. I went on about my business. Later on that afternoon, I had a meeting with the woman that brought him in. And she said, Mr. Harvey, you have no idea what you just did. He said his eyes just teared up when you walked out. He said, wow, man, that man don't even know me. And he just encouraged me. He said, man, I always thought I might could make it, but he said, I ain't never had nobody like him tell me I could make it. And just hearing it from him, man, that's all right. I'm gonna I'm 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 get my clothes together, but you know I've been homeless. And then he started telling the woman that he had been homeless. And so, you know, then she telling me that, now I'm finna cry cause, you know, I've been in that hole before. And I just, and I'm just sharing that story with y'all just to say, you don't know who you talking to, but what does it hurt if you just extend your hand to a person and give them a moment of encouragement? See, this young brother right here, he could come back one day and be a major benefit to me because he has a skill set that I don't have. Oh, I might be old Mr. Steve Harvey, but hey, guess what? I don't know nothing about what this young cat know. And he done went off and educated himself. And just a word of encouragement from somebody like yourself can make all the difference in another person's life. So remember, on your way to the top, the more people that you help become successful, the more successful you become. It's a requirement of God that you do that. That ain't Steve Harvey talking. If you read your Bible, somebody got a Bible verse that back me up. Email it to me today if you know what it is. I don't know, but y'all do out there. All right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you thought a song would follow, but I decided no. And then again, I changed my mind. When you think of love, <laughs> gotta get it on your mind. <laughs> yeah, come on. When you think of love, gotta get it on your mind. When you think of love, gotta get it on your mind. <laughs> come on now. What is how we do it up in here? You like that? See how it was a fake move. It was count, count off, then said I wasn't going to do it, then jump right back into it. I just <laughs> thought of that. That's all it was. It's like that. In the words of Cedric Entertainment, it's just magic. Good morning, Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve Harvey. Morning only. Hello, Carla Farrell. Hello. Harvey and crew. Ladies and gentlemen, that damn junior kill spates. Morning, Unc. Morning, everybody. The king of pranks, nephew Tommy. Yay, yay. In the building. We sir. are all here. We are all here. Delightful. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. Tuesday. 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 Yeah. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, just glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, that sounds good, sure. Hey. I know. Right now. Yes. <laughs> no, I got to. Uh, uh, what? You hate no the tacos. Yeah, you I got to do vegetables today. No diet today. tacos. There's Vegan vegetable tacos. today. We'll wrap them in lettuce. Don't nobody want that shit. 
You'd rather have no tacos than a lettuce wrap. I'm glad you said Shirley. That sound crazy for a second. Don't nobody want that Shirley. I drug it out slow, you know. That early. The point, Junior. You caught that, huh? Man. Yeah. You feeling all right, though? Always. You know, it's another exciting day, another opportunity God has given me. I want to take full advantage of it. I want to do the things as, uh, I can do to progress uh, myself forward and uh, do some things that maybe uh, can help out in the future, not worrying about the future, not concerning myself with anything that's about to happen, but preparing to receive God's blessings preparing to receive his unmerited favor and any grace that would be shared or headed my way. I'm just open to it. You know, I I just decided I stopped worrying. And it has changed my life, man, when I stopped worrying because nothing I used to worry about could I control. Right. And I stopped worrying. God is going to take care of me as he always so wonderfully has done. And I see no reason why he would not continue if he's not going <laughs> to continue to take care of me. I'm not going to wake up, but I'm here. No, he ain't. No. All he done done for you, that he ain't pulling out, that's for sure. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we'll do a little bit of Ask the CLO with our Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Carmen in Braden, Florida. Carmen says, my sister and I hang out with a group of women that she works with. My sister and her friends love to drink alcohol and eat out. I hate splitting the bill with this group because they do a lot of drinking and I don't. So I have to spend money that I shouldn't have to spend. I told my sister I will start requesting a separate check, and she can't understand why. I know I am right about this one. So why is my sister siding with her with her ugly friends? (laughs) Because all of them drink and eat. And you just said these is your sister's friends. But see, you chose this move. Nobody made you. Your sister is your sister by birth. Nothing you can do about that. But these are her friends, and you chose her friends. Why don't you start another circle of friends that don't drink as much? See, but but see, you you put yourself in this here mess, and that's how they do it. And now you can't you can't jump in the mess and then try to change the mess. They was doing this before you got invited over. And so now you're going to come in here, the new girl, and you're going to upset the apple cart. They drink. That's what they do. Yeah. They drink. And they're unattractive. Don't go. <clears throat> That's cold. She said that. How you know they unattractive? <laughs> she, she said it. She said my sister and her ugly friends. Yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing she worse than it. drunk. Ugly people when they drink. <laughs> <laughs> what, Steve? What? When ugly people drink, ooh. Cause, oh, and then, I'll you tell you something. When, dog, when cute people drink, they get ugly. When ugly people drink, they already ugly. <laughs> to, uh, to other drinkers. Woo! <laughs> uh. All right, moving on. 
Jerrica in Cincinnati says, I'm 40 and I'm dating a 42-year-old guy that is a narcissist and it's a turnoff. He's an attorney and I work as an administrative assistant. I do everything for this man and I dote on him 24-7, giving him everything he needs to be happy. We had a bad argument recently and he said that I don't bring anything to the table and I should be grateful he's in love with me. His words shocked me into reality and he's right. There's no way I can stay with him after that. Do I leave peacefully or tear some things up? You what better you say to the right thing. Uh-uh. Wow. I mean, look, he's a narcissist. Tear it up. You knew that. And you lucky that he's even in love with you. What? Man. <laughs> now, the godly thing to do is to just walk away. And let him go find somewhere. And then you you may you you feed into the narcissism by doting over him and doing everything for this man. And then he turn around and tell you, you bring nothing to the relationship. So you help feed into the narcissism. So here's what I would do. I would walk away. But Shirley wants you to tear something up. Oh, you know. And Carla. Uh, Carla's vote is Benny. I don't even know how he got ties on his car. <laughs> What it was, and the windshield, you know, and Mississippi Monica on her Zoom camera just pointed at the camera like, yes. So I think uh, no matter what I say, I think you on the way out, you're going to do something. This is and true. And then, uh, so you're dating Donald Trump is what you're saying. What? No. Goodness. Yeah. Because he's a narcissist. Because yeah. he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I would say walk say away that. peacefully and just say, you know what? But I would do it like, you know what I'd tell him? I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, you don't deserve me. That's right. You That's don't true. deserve this kind of love, this kind of doting that I've done. And I've been a fool. So I mm-hmm. suggest that you take you and all your arrogant ways and share it with somebody else because I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. That would be the best way to do it. You walk away from him. Right. That would really be That's the shocker. Then That's tear the something up and slam the door. See, right Let's there. move on. Right. Since <laughs> I don't bring nothing to the table, I uh-huh. got to the table. Yeah, oh, turn the table, table I, over. Break the table. They would never look at a table once. <laughs> I bet I, I can bring this brick through that window, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Vanny in Brooklyn you. says, <laughs> I've been divorced for almost two years, and my husband came to town to attend my daughter's parent-teacher conference And he admitted that he still loves me, and he asked for a second chance. My heart melted, and I told him we could try to make it work. But there's one issue. He admitted to sleeping with my coworker after we got divorced. I thought I could forget about it, but it's hard. Do I forgive him or not? God. This is after y'all divorced. What's it to forgive? I mean, it's nothing to forgive. He ain't do nothing wrong. Y'all was divorced. He slept yeah. with your coworker. And she's got to look at that coworker every yeah, that, day. That's, that's every. you. That's you and your coworker. That ain't. He told. Why did he tell you that? <laughs> well, yeah. I, knew, I, was, I knew that's what you were That's your issue. Confessing uh-huh. ass moments these dudes be having. <laughs> what, Steve? Say that again. All these confessing ass moments. What is she sitting up in here yeah. talking about your damn her coworker for? <laughs> Admit it. Now, unless he was telling you. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> Unless he was admitting after the divorce mm-hmm. that he slept with your co-worker while y'all was married. 
then well, that's a different thing. Yeah. But oh, are you yeah. saying that, because all he's saying is he admitted to sleeping with the co-worker after y'all uh, got yeah. divorced. Yeah. So does that I mean he was sleeping saying. with her before? Well, See, I took it to mean. Could, could, yeah, I took could it Could it, to it be mean, he don't want it to come up later and, and she right. find out later? Something like that. It could be that. But I, 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 I took it to mean like he slept that. with her after they got the <laughs> I don't live like he that. He still shouldn't have confessed is what wait, we're saying. Wait, wait, Shannon, you heard me. say, I don't live he like that. He said, I don't live. You don't live <laughs> like what? I don't live like that. I don't do that. <laughs> Confession. Don't no, I don't bring nothing up that ain't up. <laughs> you take it to the <laughs> grave. I hear you. I, who, who is this dude? <laughs> Yo, why would you interject something into your crib that ain't there? I just I can't the- hold this no more. I, well, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but the coworker might not be able to. Coworker might let it out. But see, then okay, but now he done told you. But if he slept with if she if he slept with the coworker after y'all was divorced, he ain't committed no wrong and he just right. openly told you right. that. Right. That's all that is. But I don't why he tell it though. <laughs> Coming up, it is the nephew with run that prank back right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending entertainment news, R. Kelly is guilty. Damn. Good. And now here's Tommy. <laughs> With Why am I back. in the same paragraph as this? What you got, nephew? Work Not your way out of this one. Come on, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we should be. Okay, uh, the new landlord. New landlord <laughs> at what jail? <laughs> oh my god this, this is bad this is really bad not, probably not much longer though your new landlord new landlord let's go cat dog hello hello i'm trying to reach a um um marcus yeah to see who's this uh my name is jason how you doing my right, what's happening Listen, um, I'm trying to figure out if you guys are going to be out of the house by Sunday. Um, you not the house. What the hell you mean, out of the house? Uh, well, let me let me get a clarification. Are you guys at um, West Jennings? Yeah. Okay. Are, are you you guys have to start packing up or anything like that? Dude, who are you? Uh, okay. Are, are you? How the hell did you get my number? Uh, I got it from Mr. Vernon. Are you are you familiar with Mr. Vernon? Yeah, that's my landlord. Okay. Uh, Mr. Vernon has an um. Has it made contact with you, Marcus? No, I didn't talk to Mr. since I last gave him my payment. Wow. And who are you again? My name is Jason. I actually, um... Who are you, who are you to Mr. Well, I actually bought the property from Mr. six weeks ago. Six weeks ago? Yeah, I actually oh, own no. the, I actually own the house now. I, I'm, I'm, it was my assumption that you and Mr. had already hold talked. On. No, hold on, because I, I made my last payment less than six weeks ago. And you own this house? I actually well, I'm own that house. I'm sorry? I'm renting this from Mr. I gave him my payment less than six weeks ago. So you're saying he got my money and you own the house? Man, what's up with that? Well, yeah, I actually do. I guess, you know, he's um, he actually told me that you guys would have been out by now. And like I said, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna looking for everybody to be out by Sunday. Are you guys going to be able to get out of there by Dude, Sunday? Hold up. First of all, I still got two more years on my lease at this house. You tell me you want me out by Sunday? Well, Saturday if you could actually do it. Dude, come on. You want me out of here on Sunday? You well, some sir, damn mind. I actually have some tenants that are going to be moving in on Monday. What I'm trying to do is actually get in there and get you guys out, get the place cleaned up so the tenants can move in and actually start unpacking all their things. They're wanting to move in on Monday. Hey, listen here, man. Me and my family, we ain't moving no 
somewhere, all right? I don't know what the hell you got to do, who the hell you got to talk to, but you better go and fix that because I wish would come over here and try to tell me I got to get the hell up out of this house. Okay, sir, I got you understand the fact that I'm telling you I'm the, I'm the owner of this house now? I don't give a I gave my money to Mr. Vernon. You better call him, call somebody, take it to fix this because we ain't moving no place. Sir, I'm going to need you out. moving no I need you out by Sunday, sir. Now, this is my house, and you're actually arguing with me about my property. You ain't listening to me, man. You ain't listening to me. We ain't moving. I I still got two more years on my lease. Dude, my last payment, I paid that two months in advance, man. I ain't moving no damn Let me get you to understand something. It was Mr. responsibility to let you know what I own the home. Come on, dog. You tripping. No, call me with this about. I would come bring bring your over here if you want to. Alright? Sir, come I, over will, here I will be to. there on Sunday. Now if you're not moving out, I'll have to move you. We, like I I ain't moving nowhere. Sir bring your over here if you want to. I'm though. not gonna sit and go back and forth happen. with you. I want you out of my house by Sunday. I ain't moving no bring your monkey over here right now. We can start this right now. I need you out of my are you you're arguing with me about no I you hear me? I ain't saying it no more. You're arguing with me about my property, sir. Are you listening? I'm paying for this. I'm paying on this right now. I ain't moving no where. You hear me? We're not paying my kids. We're going to sell right here for another two years to try to get them a better place. All right, you hear me? Sir, you hear I me? got tenants that will be pulling up. Yeah, I don't give a Bring whoever you want to bring. I got some weight on y'all. Come on in. I ain't received no notice. I ain't got no phone call from nobody else. I'm, I got, I'm listening to you talking to this Mr. If he called me. He the one who got my Money. Mr. Got a picture now. Phone call, no email, no text message, no what the. Mr. Out of picture. Here. I own like the I property now. My family, we're gonna be here for another two years. You hear me? You're not gonna be there another two years. You're gonna be out of there. Come on, my family. If I was there, bring your over here if you want to. Are you listening to me? You're gonna be out of there. What the hell you gonna say? You gotta take care of that on your own. You ain't moving me in my family out this. Are you, are you are you listening to me, sir? What, what, what you got to say? You saying something different now? I'm what? telling you, if you're not out by Sunday, then I'm coming to move your stuff out by Sunday. You ain't moving. Bring your over here if you want. I, I wish it would. You. Excuse me. You. I got something else I need to tell you. Are you listening? What the? What the, I, Are you listening to me? What? Say something. I want to tell you this. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Malik, your son, got what me to f- prank phone call you. Come on, man. <laughs> dog, are you playing? <laughs> are you serious? Come on, dog. <laughs> y'all, see, y'all on that other stuff, man. I'm going to kick that little <laughs> man. Yeah. Y'all got me, dog. Oh, man, I got you, man. You all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm alright, man. I'm gonna let my blood pressure calm down. He I'll told me, right. he told me y'all listen to the show on the way, uh, on the way to dropping the kids off at school in the morning. Every morning, dog. Oh man. Uh, all I know was uh, you weren't getting out that house come Sunday, was you? Dude, hell no. <laughs> we ain't moving nowhere. Oh man. man. I'm already trying to save up, trying to get them a better spot. Hey man, keep pushing, brother. I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? You already know the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs>
what y'all think? <laughs> Stupid enough for you? What do you think we think? <laughs> just want to yeah. know. I just want to know. He's not moving, right, yeah. Junior? I think he ain't moving. I think he made that clear. <laughs> he did make it clear. He was like, but, but. No. 15th of October. 15th of October, Friday night. Brand new spanking season of Ready to Love. That's right. We're doing it Washington, D.C. style, baby. In the nation's capital, the nephew has taken over Washington, D.C. October 15th on the OWN Network. You don't want to miss it. Hosted by yours truly, your boy. And then that's on the 15th. But guess what? On the 16th, Detroit, Michigan, the nephew coming to town with some amazing comedians on board. You don't want to miss it. Dominique, Rodney Perry, Tommy Davidson, Guy Tory, and hosted by yours truly, Nephew Tommy, at the Music Hall. That's October the 16th at the Music Hall, Saturday night, Detroit, Michigan. Tickets on sale right now. Hosted by the stupidest. This is stupid at its best. See, yeah. when you got a, a stupid host who's a genius yeah. Yeah. at the same, what? Yeah. No, I was just going to ask you. Cause you said music hall. I thought it was at back at the casino, back in Detroit. I was gonna ask, is that where you drove your ass off that stage? At? I mean, it fell. Oh, oh, why'd you bring that up? Oh, no, oh, that, that wasn't that music hall, huh? No. Oh, you no. ain't forgot that. Wow. <laughs> None of us have, nephew. No. Tommy, no, that was at Motor City. Tommy, that I was got at Motor City. I flew off of it now. I sure flew off of it. Oh wow! Look I at the time. I flew off of it. Tommy, you know it's a video, don't you? I, I never wanted to see it. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, R. Kelly is guilty. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. R. Kelly has just been found guilty on all counts in his federal sex crimes trial and could be staring down life in prison. That's right, I said life in prison. The jury started deliberating on Friday afternoon, had the weekend off, and then took about half a day on Monday to reach its verdict on nine federal counts, including racketeering, sex crimes, human trafficking, obstruction of justice, and kidnapping. The trial wrapped a little over a month after it began, with the prosecution calling for more witnesses than the defense. Uh, R. Kelly himself never took the stand. Some of the prosecutors, witnesses, uh, said Kelly had a small team made up of managers, bodyguards, and assistants who rounded up Kelly's potential victims before he groomed them for unwanted sex, among other things. Fifty witnesses were identified as Jane Doe's, and singer Aaliyah, who died back in 2001, was Jane Doe number one. Mm. Also, the two women, uh, Jocelyn Savage and uh, Azriel Clary, interviewed by Gail King. Remember that interview? Yeah. Back in yeah. 2019, yeah. also took the witness stand, and they claimed that Kelly was controlling them right then and there during the interview with Gail King. Well, wow. you saw I believe that. believe I got life. Mm-hmm. You saw that because he was supposed to allow them to talk separately. He stayed in the hallway. Mm-hmm. The yeah. whole time they were talking was clearing his throat. Yeah. And Those were that's when, that's when they knew them. what? What was that for? Well, you know, shut up. You're saying too yeah. much. Don't answer that right. question. Right. Controlling the interview. Uh-huh. That was his way of controlling the situation. Yeah. Wow. You know, man, it's really, it. This is a this is a real travesty. A real tragedy, I mean. Mm-hmm. For the victims, first and foremost, the victims. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. to have been subjected to the things that they were subjected to and, 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 and used in the way that they were used 
uh, that that's horrible. The other part of it is this brother had an opportunity when he was acquitted the first time mm-hmm. to straighten mm-hmm. his life up. He that's had a right. chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a chance to go, wow, okay. All right, I got, I got, I, I, I got cleared of that one. The warning. Yes. Man, let me just, yeah. hey man, let me stop this foolishness. Let me yeah. get somebody grown and going by my business. But that's not what he did. And he went deeper and he went worse. Yeah. And now you have to pay. And it's just really sad on so many levels, man. Mm-hmm. So many levels, you know. Such a musical genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? Really, for me, it's like if anybody gets a uh-huh. second chance at forgiveness and gets a chance to get it right, but then you go right back into the same thing that got you there in the first place. That's, something's wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. being a predator. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Something's wrong. And, and if back. that's more important to you than your freedom, brother, that's... that's but I, I think, you know what, Steve? I think these kinds of people who do these things don't think they're going to get caught, you know, which is well, why they keep keep of doing course, it. Yeah, I think, think it that. was like, you know, I'm, I, I'm Teflon Don. I can't exactly. be touched. Exactly. You know what I'm well, doing, how they going to know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's such a thrill for them and such a, that controlling, mm-hmm. that, that above the law, controlling, domineering, Taking from women, abusing them, using them, taking advantage of an age difference. But you know what, Uncle Steve? I, I th- I'm with Carla. I, 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 he's sick. He's he, he oh, hell he's yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's straight sick, sick he, man. You have you don't, to be sick uh, yeah. to do that kind of thing. You, you, you just to it's over sick, and bro. Over and but you over. know, man, it's sick is a word for it. But it's just a deviant behavior. Yeah, because yeah. you do know right from wrong. Because look, and man, it. yeah, these is young girls we talking about. Yep, and yeah. he has now, a wife. grown women that's over his house doing whatever that I I don't know them stories. The young girls though, mm-hmm. 14, 15. Come on, man. Come on. I, but that's I, I, I don't a deviant behavior. That's you willingly knowing them as kids, but that's what you want to do. Right, I think he's sick because I think it happened to him, and I, well, I, we know it happened to him. We heard that. Yeah, and, and he just, from he his just, past it don't give you a right to affect somebody else with your past, and you did. Well, you well, no excuse. Let me no say excuse. this: no excuses. You ain't no little girl. You a grown man. These are children. Yeah, I don't have nothing for you when you do that to no. a child. I, I don't give a damn what happened to you. Right. I don't That's give right. a damn. That's right. What happened yeah. to you? Yeah. You had to know it was wrong rest. then, and you're gonna grow up and you're gonna you're gonna turn around and do it to some young girl, man. Oh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And you know what? When we watched that documentary, sar- uh, surviving, uh, surviving R. Kelly, R. Kelly. that documentary, mm-hmm. it, it it was a message too that they were sending that no one cared about black girls being victims Mm -hmm. and so for this to happen for the justice for you know young black girls to have been uh victims like this i'm just happy that they received justice yeah but you know something though i don't understand 
how there are no accomplices in this. Because yeah. he can't pull this okay, off by himself. Somebody that. went and got them, yeah. dog. Bruh, no, somebody so watched him while he was gone. Somebody yeah. went and picked him up. Somebody took him to the store. Somebody locked the door. Somebody knew they was in that house. That's yep. right, Steve. How yep. the hell ain't no damn accomplices to this? Yep. Yeah, and uh, Kelly could be facing 10 years to life in prison. He's still set to go on a second federal trial in Chicago, state trials in Illinois and Minnesota. Uh, coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we were talking about the R. Kelly verdict. He has been found guilty on all counts in his federal sex crime trial. Um, just such a in sad New York, situation. He has more yeah. in Chicago, he has more in Chicago, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's facing oh, oh, yeah. oh, you're not ever getting oh. out. He's well, facing you're 10 not. years to life. Ain't good. But here's what here's what I want to know. And look, I'm I'm you know, look, I'm I'm happy for justice. But let me explain something to you. You can't pull this off by yourself. Somebody in your circle aided and abetted. Somebody in your circle helped. Somebody knew a door had a locked person behind the door. Somebody knew that. Somebody knew these kids was young. Somebody knew you can't do this by yourself. Yeah, it says, Steve, that some of the prosecutor's witnesses said that R. Kelly had a small team. It was made up of managers, bodyguards, and assistants. Where are they at? Who rounded up Kelly's potential victim. Because Mm -hmm. they ass is a part of this. See, you got to get all of this cancer cut out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, man, you you can't do, you can't serve all these black girls up and then you walk away. Well, R. Kelly did it. I just worked for it. Man, dog, you know better. Hold up, dog. See, first of all, let me say this about me. If I see a person abusing a woman, I'm I'm going right there. I'm I don't something. even got to know you. If I see you hitting a woman in the parking lot, I got a problem with you, dog, right now in the parking lot. It ain't no, this ain't none of my business. If I see you snatching a kid out in public and that kid fighting to get free, you you got you got you got to deal with me. Yeah, you got to deal with me. So I don't I'm not gonna <clears> sit <throat> here if one of my friends Got a young girl locked behind the door, and I know it. Hold up, dog. Yeah. What, what happened? How old is she? Sixteen. What don't are say you nothing. Doing? Wait a minute. Wait. Don't say nothing. What, what you mean, up, dog? boy? <laughs> no. What the hell you mean, dog? Let's open this door. Where her mom at? Dog, what you doing? Steve, don't yeah. open that door. Dog, dog, dog. Me and you got a problem right now because the door getting open, and I'm finna get this little girl up out of here. And not only that, Steve, when R. Kelly leave that house and go somewhere else, whether he go perform, go to the store, go wherever, who? who Who's at that house on that door saying? Somebody watch dog. Exactly. Tommy, it ain't just no locked door. Unless you yes. can see mint windows. Mm. It was just a it's, horrible situation. Just, it's sad, um, just yeah. really sad. And I want to know who connected to this. Yeah. See. Yeah. Now, and unless they, they cut a deal and turn states evidence. Steve, mm-hmm. Maybe they cut a deal and won't and turn as much states. time. Mm-hmm. And Testify yeah, for the prosecution. Yeah, that's prosecution. trafficking, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, that's all that is. And that's a huge problem out here today. Yes, it is. It is. See, it is a huge oh, my goodness. Yeah. Especially yeah. in places like Atlanta. Bro. Yeah. Wow. Tragic story. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Wow. Very much so. Don't really.
but he's guilty. Good. Yep. Yep. All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so guys, today is National Voter Registration Day. National Voter Registration Day, that means a lot. Our voting rights are under attack, as we all know. Voter suppression, we hear that term a lot. This is what it means. It's a strategy used to influence the outcome of an election by discouraging or preventing specific groups of people from voting. That's what voter suppression means. More than 400 bills with provisions that restrict voting access have been introduced in 49 states in the 2021 legislative sessions. This is a new version of Jim Crow laws, and Republicans describe it as election integrity. Get that, okay? Election integrity. Uh, There's no integrity anywhere in any of these laws. Here are some voting registrations, uh, restrictions. Check it out. Absentee ballot short return deadlines. Okay, that's one. Absentee ballot short return deadlines. Complicated absentee ballot requirements. Uh, Strict voter photo ID laws, ex-felon disenfranchisement laws, not placing polling places on college, university, and campuses, um, requiring payment of fines or fees as condition of vote restoration, voter intimidation, impersonating law enforcement personnel or immigration officers. I mean, there's so much in these laws that have come out to stop us from voting. To you know, um, it's that's always been a ploy mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. right because the right is in the minority, and they've done everything in their power to re- to remain a power block, even though they are minority. I'll give you an example: the electoral college vote is simply because they are the minority, and by being the minority, they can still have the same vote as the majority. That's why we still have the electoral college vote. That's why they won't get rid of it. To take, uh, to make it a fine hinders the poor. If you don't have this, then it's a fine. Well, who then? Now they know they're dealing with people's money. If you don't put polling places on campuses, now you restrict these young voters with the ability to vote and get off campus and be able to vote. Everything is done to stop a specific group of people. Now, the specific group of people that they're talking about are us. Blacks and people of color. This is all designed for you. But what they do not know is they are also affecting their low-end voter block, which them rural county ass people and them and them and them and them damn hillbillies that you counting on and everything they fit into this equation too which you have to be very very keenly aware of but they know it affects the masses even more i'm telling y'all we don't care how much id we need we gonna have it i don't care how short you make the absentee voting time frame we gonna get it in i don't care what you can move the polling places. We're going to drive. We're going to stand in line because we are awake now. We know what you're doing and we're going to prove you wrong. I'm telling you, man, we're not going back. It's a new day. It's a new day. And all of you, Kemp, you're not going to be governor again. 
Oh, speaking uh, listen of Kent, to me. Can I throw yeah. this in really quickly? Donald Trump was in Georgia over the weekend at a rally. You know, he's slowly coming out publicly now. He said out of his own mouth that Stacey Abrams might be better as governor than Brian Kemp. <laughs> oh, what, what, did what Kemp is happening? Do him? What is happening? And he's right. And he's right. right. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't even know why people follow him. You've got to be blindly ignorant to follow a person this ignorant. I mean, seriously, man. I'm, it's really, it's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking it the number of people that really follow this man. And it's disheartening at the same time. Because that's actually half of the adult voting bloc that believe this man is correct. That's a sad statement, which means this country is sick. Exactly what it means. Yeah. Go to, to whenweallvote.org for more details on this National Voter Registration Day. We'll be back with Tommy and the prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, we said I do, but she does not. Hmm. What? You heard me. We said I do, but she does not. Uh... The nephew is here. You hear him with today's prank phone call. What you got for us now? <laughs> my tip. My tip. Pretty simple. Let's go yes, catch up. My tip. It's a twist to it. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kenny's. Yeah, this is he. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm actually calling you from the uh, the seafood house. You 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 came and had, you. Uh, I waited on you. You came and had uh, uh, dinner over here the other night. Yeah, um, about two nights ago. Yeah. How 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 how, how was the food? How, how was the service? Um, every, everything was good. Um, I don't I don't have any complaints. I always enjoy when I come there. Um, I don't I I never got a phone call from you guys. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. I'm actually uh, I don't know if you remember me waiting on you, but I actually waited on you. Oh, okay, okay. How you doing? I, I'm good. Would, would would you say would you say that my service was 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 pretty good and up to par? Yeah, like I said, man, everything was excellent. Every time I come there, the food is great, the service is good. Um, I have no complaints. Everything is is good. Okay, good, good deal, good deal, um, uh, Mr. Kenny. Listen, you you if you don't mind me asking, man, if you really thoroughly enjoyed uh the service as well as the food, and uh, I'm assuming you 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 come here a lot, so I'm assuming you you really like the food that we put out. If you don't mind, could if I can ask you a question, if if you don't mind. Sure. Okay, if if the service was so good and, and you enjoyed everything, why why you why you tip me the way you did? Excuse me, why did I do that? I what? mean, you know, you 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 didn't even tip even close to ten percent. You know, I I I, I would just I just you call. First of all, let me ask you something because I don't remember giving my phone number or writing my phone number down on on, on any survey. I didn't. I've never taken a survey, nor have I gotten a call from you guys. So. How did you get my phone number? Well, I, I'm just giving a, a courtesy call, and, and I'm just curious about, you know. A courtesy call? Wow. Okay, that's fine. But how did you, you didn't answer my question. How did you get my phone number? Because I didn't give it to anybody there. So you, you, you've you done something to, to obtain my number. Well, I went on, it, I went on I and done the that. research of what it took to get a number. So, yeah, I did. I you know, it was just bothering me that that you tipped me the way you did. Well, it's bothering me that you calling me uh, in the middle of the day asking me about a, a tip. First of all, uh, you how much did you say I tipped you? 
I, I got five dollar tip, and your your meal was at least eighty some plus dollars. Now, if you you've done all this research, and you got the wrong number. You got the wrong damn number. Because first of all, I I tip more than five damn dollars. I used to work for tips, bro. So let me explain that to you. I used to work for tips, and I know what it's like. And then five dollars is no. You got the wrong table. You done done all this research for nothing. No, no, you 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 Mr. Kenny. I waited on you. Yeah, I, I, I'm Kenny. But but damn it, you don't got the wrong Kenny. Cause Kenny don't tip no damn five dollars. When I go, I ball, baby. I, I go to the people out cause I want to entertain my people. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't okay, have but time. see, but see, the problem I'm having, you know, you 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 bringing your people and you want to ball and everything, but you you know you balling with them, but you shortchanging the waist style. I ain't shortchanging a damn. Per- Look, you complaining about five dollars? I give you five dollars. Get off this damn phone. That's what I give you five dollars for. I don't tip no damn five dollars, bro. I got plenty of money. I got plenty of money. I don't need you to call me, tell me how to damn tip. I told you, man, I used to work for tips. I don't need you to call me. Well, you would, you would think you would think that if you would you would think that if you were somebody that worked for some tips that you would know how to come in and tip somebody at least at least fifteen percent, man. I, I can't even understand how how you come in, you ball, and you you know you done brought a couple people with you, and, and, and you leave me with five dollars. Look here, man. I leave you. I told your stupid. I ain't leave you with no five dollars, man. I left at least twenty five dollars up in that thing. Cause I was hosting some people, and I wanted to show my gratitude for something, and you calling me about the wrong damn tip amount and the wrong person. You done got the wrong person and called. I ain't got the wrong person. You Mr. Kenny's. I remember waiting on you and two other people when you came in there. What? 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 Wasn't you in there with two other people? Man, who the hell are you? How you know all my damn business anyway? Who? Who the hell are you? Because I'm. Because I'm the one that waited on. Let me tell you something. Only way. Only way. Only way we can really rectify it. Once you do this, man. Once you come back up here and bring me the tip that I deserve. I ain't coming no damn way. I told you. Matter of fact, when I come up there again, I'm going to look for your You give me your name and you give me your manager name. Because matter of fact, I'm going to call up there and come up there today because I don't appreciate you calling my damn phone by some tip. And, and I know good and damn well I took good money. Okay, well, do this for me. Do this for me. When you do come up here today, will you bring me my damn tip money? I, I'm going to give you a tip. I'm going to give you a tip. Quit calling people by the tip and maybe make some better service and you'll get a better tip. I'm going to bring you a tip. I'm going to bring you the tip of my shoe up your that one on my brain. Cause you got I, 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 I get know. into the job today at 5 o'clock. Hey, look here, man. It ain't no problem. That's perfect because I get off at 5. I'm going to come down there. I'm gonna, first, I'm going to talk to your manager. Then I'm going to hand you the little extra money, tip money you want. Then I'm going to whoop your in the parking lot. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I I, you know what? I ain't worried about getting my whooped. I want the tip. I'm going to give you a tip. Talking people by the damn tip. That's what you stop doing. That's your tip. You see, you done pissed me off now. See, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to whoop some. That's what okay. I'm going to do. Okay, well, what, I'm going to give you, you $5. And, and, and what do I need to do to help you out? Hey, what? Hey, man, I ain't worried about nothing because let me tell you something. If you whoop the same way you tip, I ain't worried about a damn thing. No, check this out. You got the wrong number, but you got the right. Because I'm going to come down there and I'm going to let you see what it is, Flair. See, I, I try to conduct myself in a nice manner and be professional. But you done bought the out and you going to get it. I got your tip. When I buy you better weed. Come come down there and beat your That's what I'm going to do. You're going to get the real I'm coming down there as soon as I get off from work. You better not bring your down there. You better not. Hey, come down there, baby. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm going to be there. Hey.
What's your name? What's your name, dog? You 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 you, you got a pen and a paper? I remember your name. What what's your name? My name Tommy. Tommy what? Cause I'm I don't Tommy who? Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. <laughs> Say what? Hey man, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy Richard got me to prank phone call you. Y'all, you know what, y'all. Man, you done got my damn pressure up, man. Y'all some stink. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get both of y'all, Tommy. Get both of y'all, cause y'all ain't right, man. You got me hollering in the damn building, my employees looking at me, man. They ain't never seen me act like this. I'm up here talking about a meeting so we can get our company Christmas party together, man. And you got me acting damn fool here. Okay, y'all, man. Hey, Kitty, man, I got I got to ask you, though, baby. Come on, man. What is? What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, listen. Take all the employees to the seafood house, man. Hey, I'm scared to go down there now. They might, they might be scared to go with me. I, that might be a good thing, though, because they're going to be pulling out their tips now. They're going to be like, we got it, boss. We got it. Man, y'all got me. Y'all got me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Come on, man. I love him. I Give love it to the him. Hey, man, you know what? What I uh, what's amazing? What? The mm-hmm. sheer number of black people mm-hmm. that are professional now that have you know moved on, but have that other side that when need be they can you revert it. to it. Yeah. Right it's amazing, it. man, how how they pull it. Like, hey, man, I'm trying to be professional. I tell you what, you got the right one now. Man, you need to be you, you need to be weaving. Because when I bob, you need to weave. Because I'm finna come. That dude that went straight yeah. back to what he was. Yeah, it's a yeah. switch. You click on and yeah. click off. We had time for it that day. Put a oh whole God. plan together. I'll be down there getting a little funky money. And then I'm going to whoop your ass in the parking lot. In the parking lot. Big ups to all the waiters out there. Everybody that waits, man. Big ups to y'all. Tip the waist staff. All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject. We said I do, but she doesn't. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter, okay? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Hear that? Buggle up, buggle up, buggle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, uh, we said I do, but she doesn't. Dear Stephen Shirley, my wife and I have been together for four years and married for almost a year. I was planning to propose to her, but she got pregnant and sped up the process. I'm 52 and she is 40 and is head over heels in love with our newborn. The baby is all she cares about. I overheard her telling her mother that she got exactly what she wanted, a man to take care of her and a son that looks like her. I called her out on it, and uh, she said it was her way of bragging on how good I am to her. But I'm not a fool. Since we said I do, she doesn't. She doesn't clean, she doesn't cook, and she certainly doesn't have sex with me anymore. When we have company over, she is the best hostess ever. She's making drinks, fixing snacks, and she's very affectionate to me. I even get to hold the baby when people are around. As soon as they leave... 
I have to live with a totally different person. If my son cries and I go to pick him up, she takes him and says that he needs his mother and it's all about creating a bond with her son. Whenever I try to cook for myself, she gets upset because I mess up her kitchen and she's afraid the company might pop up and the house isn't spotless. It's as though she's living a fairy tale at my expense. I have lawn men, a housekeeper, and a nanny that I pay for now because the house has to always be perfect. When her sorority sisters visit us, I hear them giving her props for getting everything she wished for. But it is at all at my expense, and I'm not happy. I feel like I'm bugging her when I ask for sex. She has told me that her body isn't fully ready yet, and it's been seven months since she gave birth. Is this a phase, or is this a marriage of convenience, and she's not in love with me? Hmm. Well, it certainly doesn't sound like she's in love with you at all. Um, I was going to say she could be suffering from postpartum depression that a lot of pregnant women after they have the baby do. But I I tend to agree with you on this one because she certainly knows how to act when company is around, doesn't she? You know, fixing drinks, snacks, all of that. No after pregnancy depression then, huh? I don't even think you would mind paying for the nanny and the housekeeper and the gardeners if she would show you a little attention sometimes. And it's not just her baby. Why can't she share the baby? Uh, She won't even let you hold your own son? Hmm. Something is wrong with this picture. I I, I just think you really need to stand up to her and and let her know that. And I hate to, I really hate to, but I got to ask you. I got to ask you this. Are you absolutely sure that this is your baby? Are you sure about that? You did say it. It looks like her. You did say that. I mean, you know, this should be a happy time. You just got to say it. Jesus. Just got to put it out there. Lord Jesus. This should what? be a happy time for you, too. Where did that come from? Oh, what? Jesus. You just changed the whole thing. I'm not oh, finished. You, you, your time you is coming. <laughs> this should be a happy time for you, too. Not angry and stress- stressful. Uh, how, how was she four years ago when you knew her without ma- before you married her? Were there any red flags then? Um, I'm sure she knows you're unhappy, so be honest. Let her know that there needs to be some changes. And you're going to start by holding your son. Steve? I, I don't know. I, Steve? You know, I, I, I'm just stunned at your damn response. I, it changes my whole answer because okay. I was not ready for That's you to interject answer. the uh-huh. fact that it could not possibly be this man's baby. She's what in this damn letter has <laughs> you, you've thrown an element into this letter where I just went, oh Lord, okay. so now well, okay, well, this is my answer. You didn't gave your answer. This is my know. answer. It's <laughs> so do your my answer, answer, not my answer. Well, no, yours. it has affected my answer because <laughs> okay. I try to offer a counter, and, you know, uh-huh. I try to find something to say nice about your letter. It was going good. You don't have to say anything. That's well, my I response. Well, well, let me respond. Why is I wasn't talking to yours? Yes, you were. <laughs> when you Give your answer, in- Steve. I can't wait to hear it. Here's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, this letter right here has a couple of elements to it. And Father God, pray for me now that I don't break up this home, but I'm planning on breaking it up a different way. You've been together for four years, married a year. You was going to propose, but she got pregnant, sped up the process. You 52, she 40, head over heels in love with y'all's newborn 
but the baby is all she cares about. Now, you heard her talking to her mother. She said she got exactly what she wanted, a man to take care of her, take care of her and a son that looks like her. I called her out, and she said it was her way of bragging and how good I am to her. Now, here's the letter, but I'm not a fool. Since we've said I do, she doesn't clean, she don't cook, and she certainly don't have sex with me anymore. What do she do? I'm stuck. I'm not saying a woman has to cook. I'm not saying a woman has to clean. But it sounds to me like she used to, and now she don't. Now, the part where we don't have sex no more, and then I found out it's been seven months, and she said her body ain't ready, I don't really know how to respond to that because I'm not a woman, and I surely did point out that she thought it might be postpartum. I don't know nothing about that, so let me just stay off that subject. Let me just say this. It's been seven months. My damn body ready. No. You're now, a man. If, if your body ain't ready, I understand. But this right, body on, ready, and you gonna make me do something. Hold on. <laughs> All right, we'll be part. Uh, we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the subject. We said I do, but she doesn't. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, we said I do, but she doesn't. This woman right here done had this baby. She's 40 years old, a man 52. They got a newborn son that looks like the girl. She been bragging to her mama how she got everything she want from her man and her son that looks like her. Then when the man called her out about it, she said that she was just bragging about how good he is to her. But he says he's not a fool because since they said I do, she don't clean, cook, or hurt, certainly don't have sex with him anymore. Now, that's a problem. She said it's because it's been seven months and her body not ready yet. That's some type of postpartum. Shirley pointed that out. I don't know nothing about that, so I'm going to stay off that. Your body might not be ready, but damn it, mine is. Now, you sitting up in here, you ain't having sex for seven months. What? You not having sex. Really? You not having sex for seven months. We not signing up for this. We didn't do this here. So we, we not having sex for seven months. You not having sex for seven You not clean. You ain't cooking. I like a clean house. I'm going to eat, and I'm not waiting seven months to have sex with you. Now, let's go on and move on through the letter of how I want to go about this. When company come over, she the best host ever. She making drinks, fixing snacks, very affectionate to me. I even get to hold the baby when people around. See, she, see, see. See, see, see this a little, see this little sorority girl. She wanted them, one of them flex type people. You know, show out. You know, like you know, best foot forward, like to front. You know, make everybody think she got it going on and everything. Soon as they leave, I got to live with a totally different person. If my son cries and I go pick him up, she takes him and says he needs his mother, and it's all about creating a bond with her son. Whenever I try to cook for myself, she get upset when I mess up her kitchen. And she's afraid company might pop up and the house is ain't spotless. Who, where, where y'all stay? Y'all live in the college dormitory? Who is all these people that just get to pop up? I don't have people like that. Excuse me, maybe I'm out of touch. But I don't hear the ladies on this show talking about people just pop up their house. And they married. You can't just, you can't just pop up over these grown-ass people's house. You have to call first. Yeah. 
Yeah, something just pop up over the house. And then uh, she said, uh, and then he says, it's as though she's living a fairy tale at my expense. I got lawn men, a housekeeper, and a nanny that I pay for because the house has to always be perfect. Went now hit apart. When her sorority sisters come over, I hear them giving her props for getting everything she wished for, but it's all at my expense and I'm not happy. I feel like I'm bugging her when I ask her for sex. See right here? See, we're not finna mm. do this here. See, I'm not finna worry you about no sex. Mm-hmm. I'm bugging you. Nah, you know, she told me that her body ain't fully ready yet. And it's been seven months. Okay, cool. Thank you. So Thank you're going to cheat? Hello? You, What's your face? Hello? You leave me. <laughs> no, you have I Where am I to do with this information? <laughs> you leave me nowhere to do. Mm-hmm. You've decided you're not cooking, you're not cleaning, and you're not having sex. Well, I like a clean house. I'm hungry, and I want some sex. So now where we at? Because I like a clean house. I'm hungry, and I like sex. You're not doing none of them. You're not cleaning the house. You ain't cooking. We ain't having sex. Why are you staying here? <laughs> now, she done flipped and told her friend, her friend, girl, you got everything you wanted. Okay, cool. But I ain't getting nothing I want. But I'm sponsoring lawn men, nannies, housekeepers, but I ain't getting nothing. I can't have no sex. We we not having sex for seven months. No, 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 no. You not having sex for seven months. I'm out in these streets. <laughs> That's it. And what you out there I'm, doing? Lady, what you I'm out in these streets. Have somebody gonna wash me? Somebody gonna feed <laughs> me? <laughs> somebody gonna lay down next to me? I'm Please out in these help bathing. She doesn't I like you. Cooking. She don't like to clean. She don't like cooking. Don't like I can find cooking. somebody to shower me, soak me up, <laughs> clean, cook for me, and then do something to me. I'm out in these streets. This what happened. And you can't get mad at a man when he go out in these streets. When y'all, he told you what he had to have. And you keep telling him what you don't want to do. Mm. Now, Shirley interjected into the letter Mm -hmm. that it could possibly not be his baby. Where that came from, I don't know, but let's explore that. Let's go down that dark path that she opened up the cage. (laughs) But you want him to cheat, and that's not a dark path. You're trying to justify his So you're kid. saying she already cheated. I'm saying she doesn't care for him. She doesn't like this man. It could At be true all. that she, yeah, she doesn't Understood. care for him. I believe yeah. that. I don't have a problem with that. She so now, like my answer, and I'm out in these streets, if you don't care for me, mm-hmm. I bet you I can find somebody who do. Right, and that doesn't mean that she doesn't care for someone else, and it could be someone Well, I'm in these baby. streets then. <laughs> okay. That's all you know, once again. Poor <laughs> baby, I feel bad I'm for in the these baby. streets deep. Well, I don't feel sorry for the baby. The baby, the baby don't know none of this right now. The baby's still crying in the crib seven months. The baby can't walk. The baby don't know I'm in these streets. I can't hold the baby no damn way. It ain't yours anyway. I bet I'm going to hold somebody, baby. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm carrying somebody, baby, to school and everything. Daddy, I ain't your daddy, but thank you. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after, Sports with Junior, right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time now for Junior in Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, Shirley, um, let's just go ahead and just give a round of applause for Pimpin'. What an impressive week of picks. Come on, man. Thanks. 14 and 2, Pimpin'. I don't... <laughs> you What's was about... hot. You was hot. That's all you can say. Player was hot. That's all yeah. it was. I was man, like, fine, 14 right and here. 2 with the win of the Dallas Cowboys you know over the Philadelphia Eagles, 41 to 21. You know why I was hot, Junior? Why is that, Pippin? I had on my microwave jacket. Not <laughs> <laughs> the microwave. Uh, uh, I'm stupid. Push your button. <laughs> See what happens. You know what I mean? It was Dak Prescott's first oh, game man. at home since his injury last season, man. And that boy showed out, man. 21 to 26, 238 yards and three touchdowns right there in AT&T Stadium. You know, man. the thing of it is, Junior, it's uh-huh. just that I like that boy, Dak. You know, Steve met him at the NFL Honors and knew yeah. right away he was a pimp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He just said he's a yeah. pimp. He was. But you know, man. I you don't know, know what you heard about me. Hey, but I'm nothing that. but a P-I-M-P. Oh, no, not 50 cents. <laughs> no. 50 cents. I knew him when he was a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask you, Pimper, man, do you think that, did you see the game last night, you saw Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, man, is that one of the best one-two punches at running back position? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is the best one-and-two punch. Don't get it twisted, (laughs) man. You know what I mean? You're talking to somebody know the sport. Who 14 and two? Me or you? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Pimper. I ain't mad at you. You know what I mean? You Obviously, they had a good game. But they ain't Kareem and Chubb, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Ezekiel had a good game, man. He did, man. 17 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Who's that, Ezekiel? Yeah, Ezekiel put in that work last night. Because they were trying to write him off. You know, like when they write these young boys, I'm trying to treat him like he's being a simple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm with the basketball. You ain't know how to do that, too. I'm sports. (laughs) I ain't mad at you, Pepper. So, um... All we can say right now, Pippin, is uh, what did you think about your boy Jalen Hurts? Did you did you did you did you feel for him? Yeah, you know he's flat running and everything, but you know he ain't got the team. What you want me to do? I ain't picking just cause you on my, on the radio one hundred five point three WDAS. We ain't even doing that no more. Cause I'm you on one hundred seven five. You know KRMB too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got to be what I got to be. I can't be everything to everybody. You know what I'm saying? I just got to be what a player can be. You know? Yeah. I knew Dallas was gonna get them. No, I didn't want them to, but you know yeah. I'm starting to change a little bit toward Dallas. Yeah, yeah, man, they look good. You know, Man. not that because I like the players. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. like CC Lamb. You know, I yeah. like when he snatched his phone from that girl at the draft. You know, <laughs> it's stuff like that make me say it's a team full of pimps. Yeah, All right, Junior. <laughs> and Pimpin, thank you guys. Uh, Bye, coming Shirley. up at the top of the hour, hey, <laughs> we'll talk about burning bridges right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. On this past Saturday, Ohio State Buckeyes linebacker Kay Vaughn Pope was escorted off the field after a blow-up on the sideline during a game against Akron. He pretty much quit in the middle of a game and then, this is the crazy part, then went to Twitter with a simple message, F Ohio State, while the game was still going on. Wow. (laughs) Where is his daddy? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tommy, I I watched it. You watched it, Steve. They pulled him out the game. Uh-huh. Something happened. He wanted to go back in. The coach put somebody else in the game. This dude took his jersey off. And then got a big argument with the coach. Mm-hmm. And then they escorted him off the field. He running up the tunnel with the jersey halfway on now, always, you know, up showing his shoulder pad. Mm-hmm. He go in the dressing room, get his te- telephone, and tweets out, F Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Boy, how dumb are you? Now, the coach on TV trying to explain it. The coach is going, hey, look, we play football. The coach's decision was based on the play we were going. He played defense. You wasn't going back in the game. He didn't go back in the game, man. This dude lost his mind because he didn't go back in the game. He didn't take him out the game. He just took him out for that series. Nobody said you wasn't playing today no more. And he had a chance right there. Tommy went in the locker room and tweeted F Ohio State. Why the game going on? Dog, yeah, this is a team gonna, sport. Now they're not going to put you back in no game at all. Mm-hmm. What, what did you, Bridges. brother, what was the tweet for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, these young people most- with this social media want everybody to know what he thinks. What he feels. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, you feel yeah. me? And not all the ignorant ass people. Yeah, man, F Ohio State. I had a problem with a professor down there one time. They play football. Yeah. 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 Don't demand his own scholarship. Yeah. So, Steve, now is this this is going to hurt his chances? I was about to say the same thing, Shirley. Yeah, you actually right. Yeah. I I mean, even if he wants to go pro later in life, he's burned bridges. That's old. Pro, Shirley. Uh Nobody's drafting. Mm-hmm. A person who quits on the team. That's your reaction mm-hmm. to something that went wrong with a coach's decision? And that's who you are? That's your character? Nobody's mm-hmm. drafting him? That's what I want you to say. Exactly right. Nobody's yeah, drafting him. And what think. school he finna transfer to? Exactly. No. <laughs> no. He's got to know the consequences of his actions. No, you know? no. You know, that's he, the he sad part. That. Yeah. That's the sad part. Yeah. That mm-hmm. young people... Mm-hmm have got to learn and it takes some time i get it uh-huh but the older you get you the rage. more dire the consequences yes, behind sir. your decisions yes. we as parents you don't have to overparent your child anymore because the older he gets the decisions that he makes the die the consequences become more dire right i ain't got to kick your ass no more because life finna do it for me i told all my son uh-huh and I'm on spankings. I got something for you. You finna go go and go to college. Watch this. Uh-huh. Now leave college and watch this. I bet you'll come back to me. It's about yeah. life. It's about choices and the things you met and how you, you react to certain this things. This is a regret yeah. that he will have that's going to follow him for a while. Because yeah. you not only made a bad decision, you compounded it. Not only did you cuss out the coach, take your jersey off. Left your team. You quit. You're a quitter. You quit. You went into the locker room, grabbed your phone, and turned it into a national story. This fool was on Sports Center. Hey, y'all, he wasn't on Sports Center for top 10 plays of the day. (laughs) (laughs) He was on top 10 for this. Yeah. He made Sports Center. This kid then threw his career as a football player on the collegiate level out the window. I don't know how he fixes this. How do you, yeah, and how do you wow. get that man? That's sad, yeah. man. That's really sad. That's sad. Well, That's I mean, but it, at his highest level. I, 
I hope it's fixable, though. You say you don't know how he fixes it. He I can fix it later fixable. on, but it won't be with yeah. Ohio State. It won't be with this. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Since the coronavirus changed the world, the cannabis industry has been on a roll. A bunch of dispensaries and growing facilities opened up, and it doesn't look like things are slowing down anytime soon. All this expansion has required employees, and industry insiders say many of these employees have been coming from retail and restaurant jobs. People are walking away from stores and restaurants to work with weed people. They say they enjoy the slower pace of the work and a more desirable schedule. And they certainly don't miss the hustle and bustle and stress of being on the front lines at those stores and those restaurants. So there you go. That's why you see a lot of now hiring signs at restaurants and retail stores. Now you know where they are. What slow what time? What time? Just slow down. We ain't got to move that fast. <laughs> Can I place my order? Okay. <laughs> well, you ain't got to get to work till noon over here. What you what you want? What is it? <laughs> Shut that alarm I do off. Think, I do think the 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 we are forever changed in a lot of uh, mm-hmm. industries. I Seriously. just think a lot of things are not going to go back. There are some companies that's not going to reopen. There are some businesses that is not yeah. reopening. And there's going to be a new way of doing things. Yeah, that's so true. I was in a meeting uh, last week, man, uh, in Atlanta. I went to the guy's mm-hmm. office. Ain't nobody in the meeting have a mask on. I was sitting up there just masked up. <laughs> <laughs> the guy said, Steve, it's okay. We're all vaccinated here at the company. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so guys, today is National Voter Registration Day. National Voter Registration Day, that means a lot. Our voting rights are under attack, as we all know. Voter suppression, we hear that term a lot. This is what it means. It's a strategy used to influence the outcome of an election by discouraging or preventing specific groups of people from voting. That's what voter suppression means. More than 400 bills with provisions that restrict voting access have been introduced in 49 states in the 2021 legislative sessions. This is a new version of Jim Crow laws, and Republicans describe it as election integrity. Get that, okay? Election integrity. Uh, (laughs) There's no integrity anywhere in any of these laws. Here are some voting registrations, uh, restrictions. Check it out. Absentee ballot short return deadlines. Okay, that's one. Absentee ballot short return deadlines. Complicated absentee ballot requirements. Uh, strict voter photo ID laws, ex-felon disenfranchisement laws, not placing polling places on college, university, and campuses, um, requiring payment of fines or fees as condition of vote restoration, voter intimidation, impersonating law enforcement personnel or immigration officers. I mean, there's so much in these laws that have come out to stop us from voting. You know, um, it's that's always been a ploy Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. right because the right is in the minority and they've done everything in their power to to remain a power block, even though they are minority. I'll give you an example. 
the Electoral College vote is simply because they are the minority, and by being the minority, they can still have the same vote as the majority. That's why we still have the Electoral College vote. That's why they won't get rid of it. To take, uh, to make it a fine hinders the poor. If you don't have this, then it's a fine. Well, who then? Now they know they're dealing with people's money. If you don't put polling places on campuses, now you restrict these young voters with the ability to vote and get off campus and be able to vote. Everything is done to stop a specific group of people. Now, the specific group of people that they're talking about are us, blacks and people of color. This is all designed for you. But what they do not know is they are also affecting their low-end voter block, which them rural county ass people and them and them and them and them damn hillbillies that you counting on and everything. They fit into this equation too, which you have to be very, very keenly aware of, but they know it affects the masses even more. Coming up, it is our last break of the day on this Tuesday. And, of course, at 49 minutes after, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only, our fearless leader, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, Tuesday, last break of the day. Hopefully we got you started well on your way to work or your home office or still in bed, whatever you're doing today. I think think the office is done. But hopefully mm-hmm. the companies can still stay, stay in business yeah. so people yeah. can work yeah. just a yeah. different way. That's yeah. important. Yeah. And before we go, we do want to remind people that it is National Voter Registration Day. And for more information, please go to whenweallvote.org. Whenweallvote.org. Please. Right. Hey, uh, in closing today, I want to remind uh, everybody of something. That if you aspire to be successful... If you aspire to want more things out of life, if you aspire to be great, if you aspire to have just anything above normal, I just want to remind you of the effort that it's going to take. I want to let you all know that becoming successful, if it were easy, you've heard this a thousand times, if it were easy, everybody would be successful. You've all heard that. Well, the reason is twofold. The reason the average person is not successful is because of faith and because of effort. You need the two as a combination in order to be successful. One without the other is not the formula. The formula is faith and effort in order to become successful. And listen, success is within all of us. It's just, are you willing to do the things as necessary? Ask yourself this. Look, this is time to take real inventory and to ask yourself some serious questions about how bad you want something. See, stop saying you want it, but then you ain't willing to do what it takes to get it. Stop. And one of the biggest things that stops us from getting what we want is all we do is talk about what other people have, what other people do, what other people got, what other people want. Stop. You're wasting your time. This is not the way to become successful. Successful people are not sitting around talking about other people. 
That's not how it works. In order to become successful, guys, I am telling you, it requires a maximum effort. I don't care what nobody done told you. It ain't no book, there ain't no book called Easy Way to the Top. Three easy steps to be successful. Success is easy as one, two, three. ABC, the ABCs of success. Okay, well, you can write the book if you want to. Listen to me. In order to be successful, you have to have a combination of two things. That's faith and effort. And in order to be successful, y'all, it's going to take a maximum effort. I'm sorry. If you are where you are, all you have to do is look at those two things in your life and how they play out. If you're not where you want to be, but you are further than where you were. See, hold, let me let me share this with you. Success ain't how far you've come. Success is how far you've come from where you started. See, you get confused that you're looking at if you're judging success on how far you are, how far you are. Because you can always look around and find somebody more successful than you. Somebody got more cars than you. Somebody got a bigger house. Somebody got more money. That ain't it for you. Stop looking at these other people. I'm telling you, man, it's, 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 it's going to put the wrong color view you're going to have of your life. And you'll start looking at yourself as not successful. Successful ain't how far you've come. It's how far you've come from where you started. A lot of us are far better off than we used to be, but we won't give ourselves no credit for that. You have to maximize your effort. If you don't like where you are, simply look at your effort and your faith. You ain't got to look around. It ain't my fault. It ain't your job's fault. It ain't they fault. It ain't your mama for not supporting you. It ain't your daddy for not being there. It's about your faith and your effort. You know how many people have made it, have never seen their father? Do you know how many people have made it who come from tarnished backgrounds? who were really poor, whose mother was on drugs. Do you know how many people have become successful out of foster care programs? I'm sorry, man, but you can create any excuse you want. Well, Steve, what about this? You ain't the first. Well, Steve, this what happened to me. And we're not talking about what happened to you. We're talking about what you're going to do about what has happened to you. Life is 10% what's happened to you. It's 90% what you do about what has happened to you. Listen to me. Put forth a maximum effort. This is something I created and I saw it on a quote on my page the other day and I forgot I said this. But I spend all my time building my dreams so when I get some time, I can live my dreams. I spend all of my time building my dreams so when I get some time I can live my dreams so you can miss me with all these conversations y'all be having about Steve he working it he said he prefer wealth over health now I never said that but I do know the effort that's required to be successful and I'm telling you it ain't no shortcut to the top you got to get busy with it you got to want something and you got to put the effort into getting it. It's effort and faith. Stop listening to people who are not successful tell you how to be successful. If you look at anybody that's successful, they're going to tell you the same thing. It takes a maximum effort and you got to have a lot of faith. Faith is a belief in things that you cannot see. You got to have that, man, because it's going to be so many days you ain't going to see how you're going to make it. But you got to keep that faith in that relationship with God wide open. And you got to put forth a maximum effort. If you ain't going to do that, man, I'm sorry.
I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Uncle Steve just trying to tell you the truth. If you don't want to hear the truth, go on, try it your way. Write a book. Let me know how it work out for you. Y'all have a great day. Put forth a maximum effort and keep your faith in God. That's a fact. See you tomorrow. I know you man. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 